Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution, and to the weekly Thought Leader Nuggets, number nine, featuring moi. I'm going to share the final three principles from my best-selling book, Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion. These are the principles that are going to teach you how to think and win like a champion in your business, but frankly, in any area of your life. So this is principle number 11. Seek to be held accountable. Champions seek to be held accountable. They know that without accountability, they will falter and fail. As such, they seek to be held accountable by their very own community of champions. What's a community of champions? Well, it's a special community composed of other champions who meet, who network, and who hold one another accountable. I'll say more about this a little bit later on today. Accountability is very important for a champion. My good friend Mark McCoy, Olympic champion in 1992 and a two-time world champion in high hurdles, he was held accountable by his community of champions, which included his best friend and training partner, Colin Jackson, who at the time was the best hurdler in the world, and his coach, Malcolm Arnold, who at the time was the best hurdles coach in the world. Their very presence in his community of champions held his feet to the fire and ensured that he trained hard for the 1992 Olympics. And all this training paid off because Mark won the Olympic gold medal at these very Olympics. So ask yourself this question. Are you being held accountable by someone other than yourself? Someone who won't let you off the hook? If you are, congratulations. But if not, who can hold you accountable? How can you have yourself be held accountable at a higher level so that you stay on track with your mission critical tasks? Well, the E-Circle organization that I run is one such community of champions. It's created specifically for entrepreneurs. And if you're an entrepreneur or a professional salesperson, such as a real estate broker, an insurance broker, or a stock broker, and you're currently not part of a community of champions, check out E-Circle at www.ecircleacademy.com. So I'm going to share a success story with you. One of my clients was a man named Glenn Estrabillo. Glenn was a real estate investor, and he was successful enough at real estate investing that he was able to retire at the age of 28, but he was way too young, way too energetic, and way too purpose-driven an individual to stay retired. So he got back in the game, and he joined an early version of the East Circle community that I ran back in the day. So within six months, he got an unexpected piece of feedback from that circle that helped him increase his income and his net worth 12-fold. And then he came back to us again in the first iteration of the E-Circle community of champions that I ran. And he upped his network tenfold. Here's what he had to say. When I joined the community of champions that Nikki ran, I was primarily investing in single family homes. I never thought about buying anything larger than a duplex. But one of the members of that community suggested I expand my horizons and buy an apartment building. He said the hard part was knowing how to get investors to invest in me and my vision. Since I obviously knew how to do that, I needed to think bigger and get them to invest in a bigger vision. It had never even occurred to me to get them to do that before. 
So I took his advice and to my amazement, my investors bought into my bigger vision and I bought my first 12 unit apartment building a few months later. That increased my income on my net worth 12 fold in no time at all. The concept of being part of a community of champions really works and it does. Principle number 12, embrace mastery. We live in a society that worships the new, the latest fashions, the latest movies, the latest diet, and yes, the latest fitness craves. But are trends really the answer? Well, no, and hell no. If you follow trends, you're never gonna be a champion, period. All champions seek mastery in their field. Mastery lives in doing the same things over and over again until they become encoded in your DNA, until they are transparent to you. The top performers in any field will tell you that, be it a master saleswoman, an award-winning actor, or a renowned heart surgeon. Here's how Mark McCoy put it to me. What I noticed was that all the gold medal winning athletes and their coaches didn't counsel the same fundamental exercise routines to get into peak conditions so that they could compete and win. They weren't necessarily better athletes than the second or third place finishers. In many cases, the people they beat had more natural ability than they did, but in almost every instance, they were in worse shape because they did not follow the routines of champions. The routines of champions, what a brilliant and elegant phrase. Champions are willing to do the hard work necessary to become masters at what they do. John Wooden, the legendary coach of the UCLA Bruins basketball team, was famous for insisting on mastery from his players. He would take kids who were the best players in the country and tell them to do a jump shot 500 times, then a layup 500 times, and so on. This had his players be ready to take that shot when the game was on the line with a confidence born of preparation and mastery. That's how he won seven straight national championships in 10 and 12 years, a feat no other team or coach in any sport, any sport has come close to equaling. Are you embracing mastery in the areas of your most important priorities? How can you up your level of mastery? What would it take? So here's another success story. Victor Menashe, the author of the books, The Great Canadian Takeover and Magnetic Capital, is a Canadian real estate investor who primarily, although not exclusively, purchases U.S. real estate. Victor has had lots of success in raising money to purchase American-based property, and he has a real knack for finding undervalued deals. The key impediment he was facing was that he was spending a lot of time on other things such as administrative issues and even non-core business activities, such as mentoring and coaching other real estate investors. Shortly after he signed on to work with us, he got the importance of this principle, embracing mastery. He hired an assistant to take on his admin duties, and he cut back on his non-core activities like coaching, although he still does that, and he began with a monomaniacal focus on the things that he did best, which happened to be the most fundamentally important parts of successful real estate investing on a large scale, namely finding great deals and raising the money for investment. Here's what he had to say. Embracing mastery is an important principle for me because it has me focus on what really drives my success forward and not on issues that are distractions or could easily be handled by someone else. I'm able to grow my business bigger and faster by taking this principle on. Sage advice from Victor. Okay, and now we're at the final principle, principle number 13. This is a good one. Take on daily disciplines. This is the most important principle of them all. Ask any champion, he or she will tell you what makes him or her a champion is that he or she is willing to do what others are not willing to do. My fitness mentor, Olympic champion Mark McCoy, shared this insight with me. He told me that on his way to the Olympic gold medal, he came across many people that were more talented and more physically gifted than he was. In fact, he was kind of short for a hurdler. He was only 5'11", and most hurdlers are at least 6'2". 
but Mark was willing to do what was needed to win, and some of his more talented and taller competitors were not. Mark spent eight hours a day, seven days a week, 50 weeks a year training to win the Olympic gold medal. He ate right, and he got the rest he needed to recuperate. When his buddies wanted to go out drinking on a Saturday night, he stayed home and went to bed early so he could get up at 5 a.m. and go to the track and train. That kind of daily dedication took a relatively short, skinny kid from Canada all the way to qualifying for five Olympics and winning the Olympic gold medal. My former business partner, Olympic champion Donovan Bailey, taught me the importance of daily visualization. Every day, he'd visualize himself running and winning the Olympic final hundreds of times a day. This daily practice had a dual purpose. First, it would help him relax and de-stress because he was in an alpha-theta brainwave state, which is akin to meditation or prayer. Second, he was engaging in finish line thinking. By clearly visualizing victory, he built his inner belief in his ultimate goal, heightening his expectations, empowering him to victory. To double or even triple your current success rate and cross that finish line as a champion, you need to take on daily disciplines that you stick to just like a champion. Take on these daily disciplines. Daily disciplines are what champions do. The most important five daily disciplines are, number one, daily exercise and healthy eating. Number two, daily success rituals. Number three, daily de-stressing. Number four, daily accountability. And number five, daily commitments. And bonus, number six, daily finish line thinking. So let's go through all of these. Daily exercise and healthy eating. Daily exercise is a no-brainer for all champions. Champions know that to become and remain a champion, they must take care of their bodies and ensure that they're in peak condition. This is critical to their success. Daily exercise is a key discipline that helps them ensure their success. Are you willing to embrace this daily discipline? What are some ways you can make sure you exercise every day? You don't have to go to a gym every day or even commit to an hour of working out every day. What if you did at least 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups, and 10 squats every day? What if you had some of your business meetings be walking meetings where you took a colleague out for a walk and talked over an important issue and got in 30 minutes of exercise? The point is that if you make the commitment and you follow through, you'll increase your mental and physical strength just like a champion. And daily healthy eating is even more important than daily exercise. 80% of your success in keeping your body in a peak state of health depends on what you eat. Champions know this, which is why they're committed to a daily healthy eating. Are you willing to embrace this daily discipline? What are some of the ways in which you can do this? Take a moment, stop this recording for a sec, and jot down some notes on how you could do this. Okay, you're back. Awesome. Number two, daily success rituals. Every champion I know engages in this. Daily success rituals are a key part of any champion's arsenal of success. Every champion I know has a daily success ritual or a set of rituals that they follow. Success rituals are powerful because they help you raise your energy and pull success towards you. They're like a powerful magnet and the success that you seek is like a piece of steel caught in their orbit. Here are three that I use myself and teach my clients to their massive benefit. The finish line thinking results ritual. I got the idea for creating this particular ritual from Tony Robbins. He taught me that success was all about being in a peak state and if you're not in a peak state, it's easy to get into one. This is especially important for you if you're a performance-driven individual. Have you started a day or gone into an important sales presentation or business meeting feeling at less than your best? What was it like for you? What was the result? Chances are it was something less than what you wanted. To achieve peak results, you need to be in a peak state. Why? Because peak states cause peak performance. To get into a peak state at the start of your day or to prepare for an important meeting, do the finish line thinking results ritual. It takes just five minutes and can make the difference between a peak result and no result. Here's how it works. Three simple steps. Step number one, listen to music that stirs your soul. My friend Mark Von Muser calls this your soundtrack of awesome. Research shows that music you love has powerful effects on your body and your state by releasing adrenaline and dopamine into your body and by making you feel energized and happy at the same time. 
what piece of music stirs your soul. Put it on your playlist and have it handy. Step number two, move your body. Emotion is caused by motion. Move your body, clap your hands together, pump your fist, jump up and down and say yes 10 times. Create your very own power move, one that changes your state. Create a loud one and a quiet one for when you're in public spaces. And step number three, ask intelligent questions. The quality of your life depends on the quality of questions you ask yourself. The human mind is amazing. It will answer any question you put before it. If you ask it negative, disempowering questions, the answers it gives you will lower your energy. If you ask it intelligent, empowering questions, it'll put you into a peak state. Here are five intelligent questions all finish line thinkers ask. Number one, what am I happy about today? Number two, what am I excited about today? Number three, who can I make a difference for today? Number four, how can I attract my ideal clients today? Number five, how can I give my best today? And the bonus question, number six, I wonder who's the lucky son of a gun that gets to meet me today. <laughs> and the finish line thinking gratitude ritual is the next one. If you're like most people, you don't spend a lot of time in gratitude. You probably spend a lot more time complaining than you do being grateful for what you have in your life. How do I know this? Because for much of my life, I was like this. And if you look at the world around you, you'll see that complaining and negativity are the way of the world. 90 plus percent of news stories are negative, which are essentially a complaint. Most people you encounter trauma share or talk about what is, has gone, is going, and will likely be going wrong with them, their spouse, their kids, the world, etc. You get the picture, right? The problem with this is that listening to complaints and bad news, or even worse, spreading complaints and bad news, lowers your energy, which means you're no longer in a peak state and you will no longer be able to achieve peak results. The finish line thinking gratitude ritual is a powerful way to neutralize all this negativity and raise your energy. And it's simple and easy to do. Just think about something or someone in your life that you're grateful for and why. Feel the feelings of gratitude in your body. This step's crucial. Don't simply recite or read off a list. Really take your time and linger on each person or thing until the feelings of gratitude are strongly present in your body. For example, I'm really grateful for my late father. He was a great man. He taught me by example what it is to be a generous, kind, and strong person. He was a great provider for his family and he gave away much of what he made to other people. He also made a bunch of mistakes in his life and I learned from watching those too. I'm the man that I am in large part because of my father. I am grateful to have been his son and to have his blood flowing through my veins. I'm also really grateful for where I live. I, I own a great condo townhouse that's a minute walk away from the beach in my home city of Toronto. One whole minute. In the summertime, sometimes I take the afternoon off, grab my beach towel and a good book and go catch some race. I'm very grateful to be able to do this. Here's some questions to help get you going. Who do you love? Who loves you? What's the wealth you currently have in your life in terms of technology, choices, family, friends, books, money, music, ideas, opportunities? What's right in your life? What's the best it's ever been? What's beautiful? What's magical? What's special? You get the idea? Good. Now do this every day for 10 minutes and you'll soon be vibrating with massively enhanced energy and power and attract success to you way more easily and quickly. The finish line thinking incantation ritual. I learned this from a buddy of mine who's a former Navy SEAL. The Navy SEALs are probably the toughest warriors on earth. Just getting into the SEALs makes you a champion of the first rank. An incantation is a powerful positive phrase that you repeat to yourself over and over again, loud and proud while moving your body. Doing it to rhythm and music will make it even more powerful. As you jump, run, or walk, use the music, use your body, and use your mind to reinforce your incantations. Move with a sense of power and excitement and link it to a sense of certainty as you boom out your incantations over and over again. Okay, here's a powerful one that I use with my clients that you might like. 
I will make me a champion. I will win, not lose. I will soar, not fall. I will persist, not falter. I will succeed, not fail. Leap up, leap up, leap up. Yes, 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 yes. Speak what you intend to become. Speak with power, certainty, and intensity. Do this for 10 minutes a day. Okay. The third daily discipline is daily de-stressing. Champions are under an enormous amount of stress. The level of focus and concentration required to prepare for and win Olympic gold or set a world record is enormous. And without a daily practice to dissipate the stress, they'd never be able to become, let alone remain, a champion. Are you willing to embrace this daily discipline? Meditation, prayer, going for a walk with someone you love, playing with your children, etc. A few examples of daily de-stressing activities you can commit to. Number four, daily accountability. Champions know that without someone to be accountable to, they could easily backslide and avoid doing some of the hard but necessary activities that allow them to win and be champions. Let's face it, not all the things you have to do in order to become a champion are fun. Champions know that, and to make sure they're never tempted to take shortcuts, they have accountability structures in place like coaches, training buddies, etc. Just by being there, a coach will keep you on your toes and on track and getting things done. Are you willing to embrace this daily discipline? Number five, daily commitments. Champions make daily commitments in areas that are out of their comfort zone, but are necessary to moving their success forward. John Wooden, the legendary UCLA Bruins basketball coach, taught his players to take 500 layups in a row until they were able to do it automatically without thinking about it with the game on the line. That's why his teams won seven straight national championships. My friend Leslie Benzik, a champion realtor with Remax, makes prospecting cold calls three hours a day. This discipline took him from being a rookie sales rep to top 20 in all of Canada, earning a fabulous income in the process. He was willing to do something way out of his comfort zone as a daily discipline, and it led him to success. What's a daily discipline out of your comfort zone that you know would take you to greater success? And number six, the bonus daily finish line thinking. So what the heck is this daily finish line thinking, Nikki? Sample. It's keeping the finish line in mind every day. Champions know what their finish line is. Do you know what yours looks like? Are you focused on it? If you are awesome. If you're not, you'll never be a champion. What's your finish line? Mark McCoy's finish line was the Olympic gold medal. Donovan Bailey's, same. Teresa Dugwell's was to break a Guinness world record. My friend Darren Lincoln's was to be a North American karate champion. These are all champions that I personally know and have studied in order to understand how champions think and win. If you want to be a champion every day, you got to be thinking about your finish line every day, about how you're going to cross it with your arms in the air yelling, yes, yes, I've done it. When I was studying with Donovan Bailey, who's a five-time Olympic and world champion in the 100 meters and four by 100 meter relay races, he told me that his expectation of victory was so high that he actually visualized himself winning the big race 150,000 times. That's right, 150,000 times. His expectation was built to a fever pitch through powerful visualization techniques. So folks, now you have all 13 of my principles for how to think and win like a champion from my book, Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion. Go listen to them over and over again and implement them in your life, okay? I've been a loser and I've been a winner. Both take work. And I gotta tell you, it's fundamentally way more satisfying to be a winner than it is to be a loser. 
So why not go for it? Why not learn these principles and implement them? And here's what I got to ask you. If you got value from this particular episode, do me a favor and share it with somebody who needs to hear it. That's the only payment I ever ask for. I don't charge for the podcasts. I don't even have sponsors to help offset the costs. We grow when good men and women like you go and get this done by saying, hey, you got to check this out. This episode, this thought leader nugget, it was awesome. It's going to help you too. Please make sure you do that. And hey, while you're at it, leave us a rating and review on Apple. If we've earned it, give us a five-star rating. And if we've earned it, write us a good review. If we haven't, then don't. Tell the truth. But if we have, and I'm certain we have, then please make sure that you go out there and you share this with the people that need to hear it and leave us that rating and five-star review and help us grow this community, grow the message of helping people think and win like winners because we live in a time where there's so many people who need a message of hope, who need someone to believe in them, maybe more at this moment in time than they believe in themselves. And that'll give them what they need in order to get that belief going for themselves and make their lives better. Okay. Thank you so much. Hey, listen, that wraps up another exciting episode of Thought Leader Nuggets. To find out more about the work that we do, go to our website, thethoughtleaderrevolution.com, or check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.